Life Remixed. Hello there and welcome. This is Bob Proctor. And I want to congratulate you, Mark Wilkinson. You know, what you have done is absolutely incredible. And then you've taken and laid it out in an easy-to-understand way for anyone to come back and really make things happen. I want people from all over the world to get this book and read it. Life Remixed. My goodness, what a great title and what a great idea. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Wilkinson here. I hope you're feeling good. It's Wednesday evening here in the UK, 7.30 p.m. GMT. Uh, we're going to be live across eight different platforms tonight. We've got people from all over the world who are going to be joining us. Uh, and uh, we really do love uh, doing these straight talking interviews. We in have interviewed some phenomenal people uh, already in the few months we've been doing this. Uh, and none more uh, phenomenal than uh, when uh, Peggy McColl and Judy O'Byrne joined us as the book sisters back in early January. It was a fascinating interview just listening to them both and how they manifested all these wonderful things in their lives. Uh, and I'm really, really grateful. I'm really proud and happy and grateful that, uh, that uh, Peggy has uh, decided to join us again this evening because uh, obviously at the time, uh, she sent me a challenge. She said, uh, read, read Savvy Wisdom and uh, she'll come back onto the show to talk about it. And I was like, yep, I'm all in. So uh, we've, got, uh, we've got Savvy Wisdom here, uh, Peggy's uh, 19th book, and we're going to ask her lots of interesting questions. Of course, if you've got any questions you want to ask uh, Peggy or myself, then please do say hi in the chat box, wherever you're watching us from. We're across two Hazmart pages, uh, six of my own pages as well. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a great evening. It's going to be a great conversation, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to welcoming Peggy in. Just uh, one other thing I would say, there's a, a wonderful quote from Bob Proctor on this as well, right at the front, says, I just love this book, uh, and we're going to find out more about that and how that came about and everything as well. So without further ado, uh, let's bring in Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Hey, Mark. Good how to see you? you. How are you? Are you okay? Absolutely phenomenal. How about you? I'm really, really good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I've, uh, we've, as you well know, we've put the Life Remixed book launch back a week. Uh, I've taken it in my stride and we're all good. You know? We're all good. We're moving forwards. And uh, we've had some uh, incredible um, endorsements, including from yourself, Peggy, as well, which we're hugely grateful for, of course. So thank you for that. Uh, we're getting some uh, people coming in. So uh, this is actually Dave. Dave, Dave Follow saying, hello, Mark Wilkinson. Dave, you need to go to streamyard.com slash Facebook so we can see your name. But I know that was you. Has my publisher saying, we're happy and grateful for you, Mark. Looking forward to the show. Diana is saying, hi, Mark, and Peggy. Uh, hi, Diana. Uh, hi, there's Judy. So it's all good. So uh, we're here to talk about uh, about you mainly, of course. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fascinating journey uh, that uh, you've been on. I mean, you know, inspirational. Uh, and as I said in the intro, you did uh, set me the challenge of reading Savvy Wisdom uh, uh, before you would come back onto the show, which I was quite happy to step up with. Uh, and I must admit, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. You can see I've actually been through it and highlighted a few points and, and things that I uh, wanted to come back to. Uh, and we're going to talk about it a lot tonight. And we're going to go through your journey and, and people to understand more about, about you. So um, my first question is, um, what made you become an author? 19 books. What, what made you actually start this journey? And when was that exactly? Yeah, good question. It was about 20 years ago. And I had already been studying personal development at that point for many, many years. I began my journey in January 1979. 
And I suspect some of the people listening weren't even born then. (laughs) And uh, I was a young woman and I had the pleasure of meeting Bob Proctor when I was a young girl and I had become an addict, an addict for personal development and for these materials. And so I had been studying and studying for many, many years and read many books, loved many books. And I just felt what the world needed at that time was a book that really helped people understand in very layman's terms. I'm all into simplicity. I distill things right down to simplicity, how people play a role in in what shows up in their life. So I wrote a book called On Being the Creator of Your Destiny. It was my first book and I self-published it, brought it out to the world, but I sold it from my home. It, It was prior to internet, or well, it was prior to uh, print on demand, which is now readily available. It wasn't available back then. So I printed 3,000 copies of the first edition and had them all delivered to my home. And I sold them and packaged them up and shipped them out of my home. And that was my first book, my first taste of being an author. And I wrote that with the intention of writing a book, didn't realize it would end up being 19 later, <laughs> but here we are, you know, 20 well, that's years. Like one a year. Oh, that's prolific. I did three in the first year, actually. I really ended up releasing three books in 11 months. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, you must have, you must have dedicated a lot of time. You obviously had a lot of things to get out of you when, you know, at that age when you were ready just to, just to, you know, I mean, you must have met Bob at a seminar, correct? I mean, would that be? I did. Yeah. Well, it was a seminar. I was working for a company in Toronto and they hired him to be a keynote speaker at an event. It was like a kickoff event. It was January 1979. And so they brought him in to do an evening event. And so I was told as an employee, we had to go. It wasn't optional. It was mandatory. I didn't want to go. I was a bad attitude girl. I I was just like kicking and screaming all the way. And I thought, well, I'm going to go to this event. And at my first opportunity, I'm going to sneak out the back door. But I got there and the place was full. There weren't any seats except the front row center. So I was guided, like, come on over and sit here. There's only one seat left. And so I'm sitting there, you know, and then Bob Proctor comes on stage and like he woke me up. (laughs) And that was the journey. That's where it began. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, and, and, you know, it wasn't it it, it doesn't sound like you were, you know, like like from my perspective, I was faced with like a huge personal crisis, a health crisis, you know. Right. it, It sounds like it sounds like Bob actually like reached you just just because you might have been in that kind of like, you know, sort of like meh, you know. It's life, but and something he must have said some things that just made you like go like yeah I'm 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 hearing you right well in sa- savvy wisdom as you know and the the character Sophie that's me so yes. Sophie is based on my life so when Sophie headed to the park bench in chapter one to end her life that's where I was and wow. so you know like you mentioned health challenge you know I had a mental health challenge. And so much so, I didn't want to live. So suicidal. And, uh, you know, Bob's teachings definitely changed my life and saved my life. And as you know, in the first chapter where there's a handkerchief that's handed from uh, Savvy to Sophie, it says, if you want your life to change, you must change. And that was one of the things that Bob had said that night that really got me to think a little differently. Initially, it opened a window and um, I decided, huh, okay, if I want my life to change, I have to change. It's not someone else's responsibility. It's mine. And I took ownership on that evening and began my journey. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. What a beautiful story. And yeah, obviously, I've, I've loved reading uh, Savvy Wisdom, and, and there's a there's a lot of you know there's a lot of deep stuff in there. There's a lot of personal stuff in there that obviously that you know the challenges. And I'm not going to do spoilers or anything like that. Of course, I want more and more people to read this book and and get and get the information. But of course, Savvy is a is a wonderful character himself. Mm-hmm. Where, wherever would that inspiration have come from? <laughs> well, you know where that came from. Savvy is is Bob Proctor, and uh, and it was kind of fun. He didn't even know I was writing this book. I made the decision to write the book and and got on with the work. And it was so. How it actually is it okay if I share the story of how it came yeah. to be? Please, yeah. yeah. So you know, on my on my team and my business, I have this uh, lovely young woman by the name of Celine. And what she does is she'll make recommendations with subjects for videos for me to create that we share on social media or to our database. And, and so I it was October the 31st, I opened up my spreadsheet to see, you know, Celine's suggestions. And the next item on the list said how I wrote my first fiction book. And of course, I looked at that and thought, well, I've never written a fiction book, so I'm not going to create a video on something I haven't done. That's just not authentic. But I've taught fiction writing and I've studied fiction writing and I'd written or released 18 other books. And so I knew enough to understand what's required to write the book. But in my mind, I had been thinking, and this was simply a limiting belief. I was thinking, I'm not a great writer. And uh, hang on, sorry, 18 books in, right? Everybody <laughs> listening, just take that one in for a second, yeah? This amazing woman, 18 books in, still thought to herself, I'm not a great writer. I'm not a great writer. And you know, it's funny because after Savvy Wisdom was written, I sent a copy to Judy and she read it and she sent me a text and she said, I guess you can't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Which was really kind of funny, still makes me laugh. But I, uh, I just thought, you know, when, when the thought entered my mind, it's kind of like a little dialogue that went on internally. So I looked at the spreadsheet, how I wrote my fi- fiction book. And then the thought was, well, I haven't written a fiction book. So how could I do a video on that? But then I thought, well, maybe I could write a fiction book. And then that thought was, well, you're not a great writer. Well, what if I believed I was? <laughs> and so I got out of my own way. And I said, listen, you can do this. And it was really a pep talk that I gave myself. And then I reached out to a good friend of mine, Louise, and Louise had written a a book that um, Hasmark also published called Seven Roses. And she's a phenomenal writer and has extensively studied fiction writing too. And so I reached out to Louise and I said, Louise, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write this book. And what I'd love for you to do is could you be my you know, my feedback mechanism, and I'll send you chapter by chapter. And and as you read it, if you see something that, you know, needs to be fixed, modified, changed, or thrown in the garbage, just tell me. And she's like, absolutely, I'm there for you. And so I decided on November 1st, I'd start writing. And I made a decision, I'd have it written in 10 days. And if you look at my schedule, Mark, you'll see I'm a busy girl. So I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like I had 10 days wide open in my schedule. I'm busy every day. But there was a weekend in between. I thought, well, I could write on the weekend. And and so I just blocked off time in my agenda when I was going to write. And I got on with the work. And I didn't know what the name of the book would be. I didn't know where the book was going to go. I didn't know how it was going to end. And, and normally, like the way I teach people is decide, you know, what's the central theme of the book? We know all these things and create an outline and then work from there. And I just went straight Bah, you know, like I'm just going to let it flow. 
and fingers on the keyboard on day one and it flowed. And it was like a, where did that come from experience? It really was. I finished the first chapter and I wanted to do it in a way that what I understand, and and as you know, being an author yourself is you want to grab people's attention. You got to hold it and you got to get them wanting to read on, right? Like go to the next chapter. So I felt that chapter one did that. So I sent it over to Louise and uh, to some degree, holding my breath, wondering what she's going to say. But I had a feeling she would love it. And she replied right away going, you aced it. Like, keep going. I want to see what's going to happen next. And so every time I'd sit down to write a chapter, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know where it was going to go. And there was one evening, Mark, I was sitting on the sofa in the family room here with my husband. He was watching sports, probably hockey or something like that. He's a sports. As we do. I'm just sitting with him and, and I have my laptop with me, which I don't normally do, but I was in the mood to write. And I was giggling as I was writing. He's like, what are you laughing at? And I was writing that chapter where Eddie, you know, in the book where Eddie proposes to, I'm already giving away too much probably. Yeah, we, can't, we can't go spoilers, but I hear it's your book. Go for it. Right. So like that whole scavenger hunt idea and, that yeah, was, that, yeah, I love that. that. And so that, that was smooth. That was very smooth. That just came to me. It was just like boom, boom, boom. And it, and you know what it is? It's not that I have any kind of extraordinary power, as you know. And we all have it. It's imagination is really all I tapped into. I just tapped into my imagination. But I had positive expectations. I expected it to go well, and I had fun as well, which puts you into a lighter mood, right? In a better environment or better emotion. For creation. And so I had the best time. So I wrote it in nine days, except the final letter from Savvy to Sophie. And so it was the Monday morning, it was the 10th day, and I opened my laptop and I'm thinking, I've got to write that final letter. And I still didn't know what it was going to say. And then this idea popped in my mind ask Bob Proctor to write the final letter from Savvy to Sophie. And of course, he didn't even know I was writing this book. And he had checked into this this resort place to, with Gina, they were going to work on a new program and they were there for five straight days. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and so I just thought, okay, I'm going to ask them. And so I emailed them and I attached it and I said, here's what I've been doing. I wrote this book. It totally came through me and it's called Savvy Wisdom. Savvy is a person. It's based on you. <laughs> and Sophie is based on me. And I would love for you to write the final letter. And I sent that to him at 10.32 a.m. on Monday morning. By 10.34, I had a reply in my inbox saying, absolutely, I would love to. And that surprised me. It pleasantly surprised me. And Bob, you know, Bob makes decisions based on intuition as well. And so I know that about him. And uh, that night he read the manuscript and he sent me a text the next morning saying that, he couldn't stop reading, that I kept him awake, and that he just kept thinking about savvy wisdom. And, and that's when he sent me the text. I just love this book. And the next day I got the letter, the final letter from Savvy to Sophie that he wrote, which is it's perfection, you know, the way it the way it ends. And I can hear his voice, you know, saying that and saying those words to me as well. And so to me, Mark, that book was 
a miracle in some ways, because I know I've worked with so many authors over the years and, you know, guiding them to write their books and make them bestsellers and extend beyond the book and other revenue sources. And, and I've had the, the pleasure of working with many different types of authors. And there were times you know, I'd be working with an author like Mick Peterson, who wrote uh, Stella and the Timekeepers, and his book would get picked up by, you know, a Hollywood producer, you know, to be made into a movie. And then somebody else would write like Janet Lynn Morrison, who wrote a fabulous book called Forever Is Today, which is another Hasmark uh, client. Judy had had brought my attention to her and her book, although she is a client of mine as well. And uh, I could totally see her book as a movie. So I've worked with people who have written books that are either being made into movies. I have another client Another one that came, a uh, Hasmark client, uh, the Ravine, Robert Fascuzzi, his book was made into a movie. And, you know, I remember looking at their results and to some degree had a, a little bit of envy. And envy, as Bob used to describe, is ignorance, meaning you just don't know. And I remember thinking, you know, why am I envious of, of other people? I could do this, too. And so that was a big experience. Like I felt it was a huge shift for me to, to have that experience. And so many miraculous things have been happening since Savvy Wisdom was launched. You know, I've got it in um, this. This is a new version that Amazon has made available. It's not available to anyone or everyone right now. But I ended up being in a beta group for their new hardcover edition. This is the hardcover. But I also had released it in uh, this hardcover version, too. And then I, I have it available in paperback. And Audible bought the rights to the audio version, which I recorded with Bob in his studio. And the... Uh, a Hollywood company has picked up the rights to Savvy Wisdom, and um, we're uh, we're in we're not in production yet. We're in, well, I guess it is kind of production because the screenplay is being written uh, right now. I can ask you about that. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the things that just popped into my my mind there was that um, I was talking about the final chapter of Life Remix last night, uh, and I believe in miracles. I, I genuinely believe in miracles now, and it's a song title actually. And it's it, yeah. you know, just, you're saying all these like you know miraculous things that it, it, you know, it, but it only happens because you put it out there, right? I mean, you right. know, it's, we're going to talk about manifestation in a bit, but you know, so so as far as the the, the screenplay goes, why don't you talk a few people through that? Because I'll, I'll be honest sure. with you, I love I love your story, I love the family story, I love the the feeling of because I'm getting to know you guys much better over there. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I connected with it. There was ups, there was downs, there was beautiful moments, there was tough, tough moments in there as well. The last three chapters could not have been more timely for me at this oh, yeah? moment, right? Because I've got a book coming out and I'm reading this stuff going like, oh, wow, this is amazing. You know, <laughs> this is basically what I'm doing. And will that happen for me? I'm manifesting it and visualizing it and everything else but you're ahead of me on that one of course which i love because i'm watching the journey but the screenplay i mean you say you've got people actually working on that that's actually something that's in development yeah so what happened was that like the i wrote it so that the reader could see it in their mind's eye mm -hmm. and um i believe that's a, a valuable way to write as well so that you can create the the like with word pictures right and so I had sent it to um, Phil Goldfein, who is a very close friend of mine, and we've done seminars together and we work together. And and I sent it to him, and he he fell in love with it, and he said, "We're totally making this into a movie." 
And he had hired someone to his best screenwriter. He put them on on the job, a gentleman that I've met before. And so we had a meeting and, and he wanted a really good idea of what I was looking for. And he went to work on what's called a beat sheet. So that was the first step. A beat sheet is like a, a timeline of the, the scenes type of thing. Scene one, and this is what's going to happen. Then scene two, that, that type of idea. And from a beat sheet, if you approve the beat sheet, then you go to what's called screen screenplay and you write the screenplay. And the screen from the screenplay, then you secure the A-list actors and then you uh, take it to the studio and then you go into production. So that's the process. And so right now the beat sheet's done, it's been approved and the screenplay is being written. Uh, we anticipate that'll be done by probably the end of May. The screenplay will be done. Then we'll secure the actors and then we'll get the studios and then they'll start scheduling it in. Then they get all the cast and all of that. So that'll yeah, it was what a lovely process to go through, you know, and, and especially seeing, you know, you're such a prolific author and you've seen other people go through this process. They've been clients and obviously you encourage them. And also very, very honest of you to say, well, actually, I, you know, you're doing really great with that. I and mean, I'd like to do that as well, almost. You know, but isn't it great that we can all, all inspire each other? I mean, there's so many people coming in. So many people coming in saying they want to say hi and everything. So uh, Christine is saying loving. Oh, it. Christine's here. Hi, Christine. I just love her. She's in my Skipping Levels program. Brilliant. Okay. And she yeah. wrote her book, My Hero, which is a beautiful book. Oh, wow. Uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago she released it. Another Hasmark publication. I shall, I shall get straight on it. I promise. I've been a bit caught up in my own book launch, but I will be back reading. I promise you. I've read Savvy Wisdom. I've got an old Mandino book here to read for some reason, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> um, but uh, we're getting loads of people saying, just saying hi, Peggy. Hello, beautiful people. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hi, Mark, too. Diana said, uh, I thought Sophie was Peggy. It's okay. Oh, so that's she, great, Diana. She got that. Uh, Maria says, so nice to see Peggy tonight. Thank you, Mark. You're both Thanks, amazing. Maria. That's really good of you. Um, uh, Judy says, 18 books and still saying I'm not a good writer. (laughs) It's it's amazing. But what an amazing admission. And and I think people will will warm to you for that because ultimately we all have these little like nagging kind of things. Of course. You know, and but I always tell people that Judy can help with that. Like, even if you're not a great writer, she'll find you an editor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be hands up as well, right? I wrote Life Remixed, and it's been through a couple of edits, and and it came back to me, and I, I read it, and I was like, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, I mean, it wasn't like it was bad when I gave it to them, but it was kind of like it was, you know, it was me and it's everything. It just make it better. It's just come back like without certain things in it. I'm like, they've nailed it, absolutely nailed it, which is which is incredible. Uh, Angelica saying hi, Peggy. Started reading the book, I love it. Hey, thanks, Angelica. Uh, Savvy Wisdom is such a phenomenal bit. I love it. Really, three times the Savvy's Proven Success Principles program is absolutely amazing. That's right. Um, oh, hang on. Uh, Emma Emma Wilkinson says, uh, "Who would you want to play you, Peggy?" Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but ah, what the heck? Um, so they're they're <laughs> we've actually we've we've discussed the the cast for the for the movie, and we're thinking of uh, Morgan Freeman for Savvy and um, Jennifer Lawrence for Sophie. 
Nice. But Jennifer Lawrence has to play, and she's young, and she's young looking. I think she's 30 right now, but she has to pull off a 17-year-old because that's how old Sophie was when the book begins. We talked about her, talked about um, Dakota Fanning mm-hmm. as well as a, a possibility. I think she'd be great. Yeah. So they, they brought up a couple other people's names, but I don't I don't know who they are. Not because they're not A-list actors. I'm just not familiar with who they are. You can't know everybody. You can't you can't know everybody, can you? That's the thing. Uh, uh, Angelica saying, hope I love you. Excited for the movie. Hope I can make it on the bestseller with you. Absolutely. Angelica's written a, an amazing book. My friend Steve's is really interesting. Got, he's, got his, he's got savvy wisdom to read, so that's wonderful. Oh, I love that. Um, that's great. Yeah, look, just, we're reaching lots of people here, Peggy. Um, uh, you know, savvy wisdom's a brilliant, a brilliant story. We've covered why you wanted to become an author. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep bringing this around. But I've got so many questions for you. I've got so many people sending me questions. I feel like I want to just keep going through. I mean, um, but now actually, let's stick with Savvy Wisdom, actually. Um, young Sophie. Young Sophie, when the book opens, yeah, the book starts. Um, it's, it's, it's that mental health thing you spoke about. Obviously, you were so, right. uh, you know, you were so almost you know, on the point of, you know, thinking I've had enough of suicidal. I mean, can I tell a little spoiler about what that was about? Because I feel it's a subject. Sure. I mean, it's it's about a relationship breakup, right? And and particularly from a young, you know, from that younger perspective, you know, that or any in any perspective, but particularly in a younger perspective, that relationship breakup when you feel that you you feel that maybe you found a, a real love and then that relationship breaks up. I mean, it's hard to deal with. I've dealt with that a couple of times where it's been tough. I mean, it's very honest of you to write about that. I mean, you know, it was—it must have been a really tough time. It was a tough time. I mean, not not having any will to live. But you know, I was watching a, a video, an interview. I'm not sure if it was this morning. I got up really early today, so I was watching this interview at something called the Red Talk Table, which is a an online Facebook show that Jada Smith, Will Smith's wife. And Willow, Willow Smith, their daughter, and uh, Jada's mom um, do together. And they had this young girl on. They interviewed her, and it was about suicide. And she was 16, beautiful girl, long blonde hair, very pretty, great shape in high school, straight-A student on the varsity cheerleading squad, lots of friends. And yet inside, internally, she was feeling sad and depressed and she ended up getting her father's gun and shooting herself and she shot herself in the neck and um and as she did it and she she told the story she said when I could feel the blood coming down my neck she said all I could think of is I want to live I want to live and her mother of course found her and and the 911 call was inside the interview as well and and so you can hear her mother who's frantic, you know, and they obviously she lived because she was on the show. But she the thing is, when people are in that state, they don't always communicate. They don't tell people what they're feeling. They're in as Sophie was. And as you read in Savvy Wisdom, they're in a dark place yeah. and we're in that dark place. They're not seeing any light. They're not seeing a way out. They're just and, you know, telling them everything's going to be fine isn't isn't going to cut it. Right. It's it's a really, really deep, dark place to be. And for this young lady, I mean, she had this experience of going ahead with it and then realizing, oh, my God, I don't really want to die. And of course, she got a second chance at life and she's alive, alive today. 
And, you know, like in, in the book, you also read, and again, another spoiler alert, <laughs> is that Sophie's mom attempted to kill herself. And that's true. And I know, Mark, one of your questions is how much of it is true, how much of it isn't true. You know, there's some things that are true and some things that aren't true, but that's true. That's true, too. So I and of course, the book's not a depressing book. It's a no, no. It's ultimately a, a triumph. It's ultimately absolutely yeah. It's a it's a very very um, positive. Uh, but the truth is, you know, in life, everybody goes through the challenges. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. There's there's going to be challenges. There's going to be adversity. It's what do you do with it? But at that point in my life, as a young teenager, I wasn't equipped, you know, to deal with it because I didn't feel I had a support system, if you will. I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel cared for, even though I was. I just interpreted it i created my own belief systems obviously that i that life wasn't worth living and so when my boyfriend and in the book he's called chad that's not his real name but when he entered our relationship i was devastated and i've actually reached out to him afterwards because i did talk talk a little bit about that in my book your destiny switch it's not the same type of book it's a different book but when i had written that book I remember my literary agent said to me you've got to get his permission to talk about it mm-hmm. and I said I don't even know where he is like I haven't been in high school for like at that point it was 25 years and she said regardless you got to find him and get his approval so I was like okay so I had to you know it's easy to find people nowadays online so I found him online and I said I did talk about you in the beginning of my book I mentioned your name not last name, just first name. Are you okay with that? And he goes, well, send it to me. I want to see. So I sent it to him and he replied and said, I had no idea. I had no idea. And he said, I'm so sorry. I hurt you like that. I said, you don't have to be sorry. There's nothing for you to apologize for. I take full ownership and full responsibility for that experience. But that's what I felt. And I, you know, the advice that Savvy gives Sophie is brilliant in my opinion, because it does, it's, it does, it's a little window opening, right. Of, of something good. Cause he says to her, what's great in your life, Sophie. And she's thinking nothing. you know. <laughs> and, and of course you see the response there, that little sarcastic, you know, young woman who's just saying, there's nothing good in my life. My life sucks. You know, the whole thing sucks. <laughs> like a little spoiled little teenager. Although I wasn't a spoiled little teenager. Judy might tell you differently, but anyways, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it, it was a dark place. And, and with COVID, you know, in the last year, Mark, um, in our country here in Canada, the suicide rate, rate has quadrupled, mm. quadrupled. And, you know, I was I was out for two nights ago. I went for a walk and ran into not my next door neighbor, but another neighbor and just started chatting with him. And he was in tears. And last week, my husband and I went out for a walk, ran into our next door neighbor and he was in tears. It's like, whoa, you know, I was like, what's going on out there? I mean, people are really feeling um, yeah. squeezed. We, we, we've been given a roadmap out of this potentially now. And obviously, I hope that's going to be worldwide, you know. But uh, going back to what you said there, I was in, I was down and, and, and in a really dark place and had to recover from it. But I remember talking to one of Bob Proctor's uh, coaches at the time uh, and I was reaching out for some help and support. And he, he just said to me, look, Mike, he said, he said, you know, it always gets dark before the light comes. Right. Dark is before the dawn. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was really quite, kind of poetic at that moment. And I was like, yeah, OK, all right. So I might be going through this darkness, but it will change. And, you know, this too shall pass sort of thing. And it, and it, it was very, very true. And, it, and, you know, all of these things, all of these little moments you can kind of put 
you know, map them out and look at the journey and go, oh, okay, so that's what that was about and that's what that was. And I had to learn that. Every pain has a message, right? So so that, you know, for me, the, the pain of relationship breakup was I needed to learn to love myself. Right. Uh, once I learned to love me, then the rest of the world could love me and it became a more positive place to live, right? So, but, um, but look, so, so, no, 19 books, that's amazing. Um, have you got any favourites that jump out of the 19 books? I'm really fascinated. Yeah, of course. <laughs> No, and this is definitely my favorite baby. That's like, amazing. Okay, that's really, by far, like by far, it's my favorite. I mean, I, I am at love with many of my other books, um, some a little bit more than others, but there's no question Good. this this is my favorite book. To me, it's like my legacy mm. in, a, in a way. And, and of course, with Bob, too. And Bob is madly in love with the book, too. And so that's my favorite baby. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And um, I've just obviously, you know that I'm, I've got you know my book launches now next week, next Tuesday. Uh, but, yeah, thank you. It is yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon about it, and uh, really can't wait for uh, for the book to be released and people to read it. Of course, uh, it's been a long time in, in the making. I need to be more prolific. I'm going to be quicker next time. Um, <laughs> but, but can you remember back to your first, your initial book launch? I mean, obviously, you mentioned about about the uh, you know. Doing those first few books and and actually putting the messages out. Did you do any particular? Because now we we're stuck, kind of. You know, we're going to do some online events, and then obviously we're going to look to do some more events. But did you ever do anything like that? Did you do live events or anything around that kind of launch? This is where it all. This is where it all began. So when when I wrote my first book, I was ignorant, meaning not knowing what to do to market a book. I, I didn't have that understanding. However, I've been involved with the internet from the day the World Wide Web really opened up in Canada because I was working for the very first internet startup here in our country. And so I knew what the potential was. And I, I was a single mom at the time. And I decided I'm going to find a way to promote my book, but do it effectively from home because I didn't want to be vacant from my son's life. I didn't want to be that mom. And, um, and I had approached and studied a lot of different methods of promoting a book and what I loved was online and there weren't a lot of people doing it weren't a lot of people really aware of how to do it but I decided to put my energy into um, marketing my book online and I knew then that five percent of an author's responsibility is completing their book and 95 percent is the marketing so Very I, good. Now, now in my past life like back in the 80s I was a national marketing manager for Toshiba and I've held jobs in marketing and in sales. I've been a VP of a dot-com company as well in the late nineties. And so I understood enough about marketing and approach. And so I set up a 48 hour special offer. Now, remember I was selling the book out of my own home. So I wasn't looking for bestseller status. That's not what I was going for. The first time I did that, I got on the New York times bestseller list using my strategies that I teach in my complete author program. Right. And so I started marketing online with my very first book. And what I did was I put together a very special offer uh, with like a sales page with a promotional page that really invited people in to find out how they're going to benefit by buying this book and what will I give them as a additional rewards or gifts uh, for them that were special. They were customized. It wasn't a huge pile and just a few. I put together some audios, a workbook, a guidebook and some other things. And I put that together and then I, I didn't have a following. I didn't have an email list. I, of course, following, there wasn't even social media at that point. So I just started calling strangers and that felt very uncomfortable, but I did it anyway, because 
I reminded myself of why I was doing it. It was to get the book out there in the world. Because as an author, as you know, Mark, we don't write the books for our own benefit. We write it to help people, right? To inspire people or to educate or entertain or whatever the reasons that we write our books. That's why we write them. They don't do any good sitting in a case in your basement. They're much better out there with the with the readers. So I put together this campaign. I got all kinds of people on board to help me promote it. And then we just hit the go button. And then on the, it was in July, I did a 48 hour promotion, had all these emails going out all over the place and sold out all my stock, all my inventory. It was a blast. I mean, sales were just pouring in sales, 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 sales. That was like every second. And during that 48 hours, I didn't even want to go to bed. I was so excited watching my inbox sales, sales, sales. <laughs> it was like the most, and I, I kept the, t- the tone on, like my audio on so I could hear it. And what was really fascinating about that experience is that I would reach people all over the world because my books are now in over 100 countries and 37 languages. And it was fun to connect with people without borders, right, from the comfort of my home here in beautiful Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, that I did it from, you know, from the comfort of my home, which made it easier. I didn't have to travel anywhere. You work in your own schedule. Um, But I also had other things available on my website. I had actually hired a guy to program a shopping cart because this is way before shopping carts were even readily available. And I hired this guy, did a shopping cart. It was secure transactions. And I sold the book through my own site and I sold other things. So when people came to my site, they took a look around. Oh, she's got this. So she's got that. And they bought other stuff. And so sales went way up from that experience. And then people started emailing me and saying, what else do you have? Do you have a course? And I had been teaching courses, but at home or in a ballroom or meeting room. And so I thought I'm going to do one online. So I established a course online and I started delivering courses online like 20 years ago as well, way before people were doing it. And then that what that's what prompted the second book and the third book. And ever since then, I've been teaching people how to effectively market your book online to either get sales, use it as a lead generator, to um, make your book a bestseller, get on the New York Times bestseller list and sell your other stuff as well. And so that's something that I've been doing since day one. I think success leaves clues, right? So at the end of the day, you've tried something out for yourself, it's successful, um, then you can teach other people how to do it. I mean, that's that's the name of the game, isn't it? And it's been able to pass that on. And think how many other authors that you and Judy and Hasmark and everything, how many other authors you've brought out into the world that otherwise perhaps wouldn't have done it, you know? And I think that's uh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, there's a couple of questions just popping up here as well. Um, <clears throat> so there's a question for both of us probably here. Um, at the dark point in your life, is there anything you wish your friend's family would have done for you? What do you think you could have been helpful in order to support you? I think you've kind of half answered that, but but from my perspective, as you say, you, you're not. sometimes you're just not listening. And, yeah, for and, sure. You have to find this out for yourself, don't you? I think that yes. you could have all the positive messages in the world, but they'll just bounce off you until you actually find out for yourself. Would you Would you agree with that one? I agree. Yeah, I agree. I also think that, you know, like that 16-year-old girl that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't talking to anybody. You know, usually when people are at that point, they're not talking to anybody. So yeah. could I have? Yeah, I didn't even think of it <laughs> at the time. Yeah, they're, 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 you know, they're not necessarily talking to anybody, but they're also not listening as well. It's almost like they've become very um, 
Isolated. Yeah. Or isolated yeah. In, in, you know, their thinking. And, and <clears throat> hopefully, I mean, for me, it was like my friend Brian Miller, who I'm looking forward to many people meeting because I, I talk about him in the book. He was the guy that gave me the secret and said to me, you need to watch that a hundred times, Mark. And I was ready at that moment. I was ready. I was like, yep. Yeah, okay. I've got nothing else. Going on. You need to, you need to tell me about it. So, but you know, if some people could have reached me, tried to reach me a hundred times before with that, but it wouldn't have worked. It was perfect timing. And, and that, I think that's when the student is ready. The teacher will arrive, you know? So um, uh, Victoria says, what advice would you give your younger self as you embarked on your first book? That's a nice question. Right. That is a great question. Well, I would advise her to learn, <laughs> learn from someone who's been there, done that. Like for me, when I had written my first book and self-published, I nearly went broke <laughs> because I re- ignorance was not a blissful state at that time. You know, now I know what I know. So I would find somebody like me. Like I teach the completed author program, as you know, Mark. And uh, if, if I would give anyone who's thinking about writing a book advice to go through that program, because I've been there. I've been on the side of publishing, self-publishing. I've got books published with some of the biggest publishing houses in the world, books that are translated in other languages. But I've extended beyond the book and I've earned millions of dollars as well. So it depends on what you really want to create as far as success is concerned. I, I, I would say, yeah, success leaves clues, as I've said, but get a coach, get a coach and get somebody who, who, who knows what they're talking about, who's going to uplift you to the point where you can, uh, you can learn from them and who knows, maybe even surpass them, you know, and a good coach will be like, yeah, great, you know, well done, you know. And Diana says, uh, without wanting to be a spoiler, is the house story true? Now, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Because <laughs> Diana's not giving away any spoilers there, uh, but that leads me beautifully onto manifestation. Because without a shadow of a doubt, you are the absolute queen of manifestation. Uh, you know, you you talk about it a lot. You you produce great results. You've been prolific and done incredible things in your life up to this point. I mean, we'll, we'll finish up at the end with what's next, but we'll come to that. Um, but. That manifestation process that I know we touched on before back in January, do you want to give us a quick kind of like, you know, run through about how you manifest things? Because that that house story or certainly the way that I've manifested things in my life is very, very similar. It's like I I get myself in that state and then I just visualize them and I go through it. But you you talk it better. So please. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the truth is we can have, do, be, experience anything we want. You just have to decide what it is. And that's, that is such a simple thing that just flows off my tongue, but yet so few do it. They don't decide. And the reason why they don't decide is because they think they can't. And, Mm -hmm. You know, like buy a home when you don't have any money to buy one. Well, that just seems illogical. But quite often, success is defying logic. And so you decide what it is that you want. Make a decision and push those paradigms out of the way. Don't allow your limited thinking to keep you back. The the question you need to answer is, do I want it? And if you want it, then make a decision that you're going to have it in your life. And then the most important next step is you've got to feel as if it's here now. You've got to, if it's a home or a dream home, you got to live in that dream home in your consciousness, in your imagination. And not like when your buddy gave you that movie and said, watch this a hundred times or whatever, you've got to do this over and over and over and over and over and over again in your mind, but really living it and feeling it. And you live in that that what's called a state, which is emotion, right? You live in the emotion of knowing it's already done. 
And that's your responsibility. And anytime you find yourself off track, put yourself right back on track. Just, just remind yourself, what would I love? Oh, okay. Well, I'd love to own that home. Okay. What's that feel like? Ah, it feels great. Okay. Then you go straight to feeling and that's it. You know, I find the manifestation process, Mark, is so simple, but the reason why it's not easy is because of our paradigms. It's because of the belief systems that we have, and they are the pillars and they're the foundation for manifesting, and you've got to build them because they're not there yet. Now, you can build them fast. It doesn't have to take years and years and years and years and years. Like a great example of that is how I wrote Savvy Wisdom. You know, I had a belief I can't write. I'm not a great writer. Well, how about if we just throw that in the garbage right now? <laughs> Get rid of that one. Yeah, let's just take that and go right there and flush it and say, bye-bye. You're no longer welcome here. <laughs> it's like out the door. It. This is, this is great as well because uh, this is my wife. <laughs> my wife is saying, please tell me the house story is true. It's what I'm going to do straight out of lockdown. Now, <laughs> listen, you've just advised. I'm, Emma, If you, I know you're listening. Emma, we will go down the road. We'll go to the really big house. Yeah, we live in a good house, but we're going to, be, we're going to go to the really big house. Uh, we're going to get in there and we're going to visualize it and we're going to find a way to, to, to move into it. All right. So uh, that's my commitment to you because Peggy, Peggy's got the right idea. You know, you don't have to come up with a solution straight away. You know, you will find a way if you commit, if you make, if you don't make, I, just, I got that from Bob. I think that Bob was talking to a, um, a couple and they were umming and ahhing about, oh, we'd like to, you know, we're not sure. And he said, well, the problem is you haven't decided. Yes, decided. exactly. <laughs> right, right. Well, tell Emma, Mark, tell Emma that I have a program called Manifest Your Dream Home. I'll give it to her if she wants it. Uh, she can go see it at manifestyourdreamhome.com, but I'll gift it to her. That's amazing. Yeah, okay, well, that is awesome because she was, <laughs> I guarantee you right now she's got another window open and she's gone straight. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, do you want me to answer that question if it's true? Your choice. Well, it's it. I've manifested multiple dream homes, and so part of that story is true. I did manifest that home. Okay, she says yes, please. <laughs> I did manifest a home. It wasn't quite that way, you know. the The way savvy wisdom is written, it's written from the seventeen year old girl till she's about twenty two, early twenties, and so really, I culminated my life into a shorter period of time, yeah. and so when that like that, and many people have heard me share my what we call my house story. Um, that house story that I wrote about in there, I modified from the original version, but I have manifested um, dream homes out of thin air, as some people would would describe it. I think it's the decision, isn't it? It's the decision that you that you would like that, and then the creative state is, I will find a way to do that. No, it's not. No, it's not. I will find a way. Uh-uh. Okay, go on. No, and that's the way most people think. It's I'm already there. Okay, knowing, yeah. the, knowing the way is it's already available. It will be drawn to you. Yes. Okay. You, you'll figure it out. You're and, and it may even surprise you the yeah. way. Yeah. But yeah. You, you absolutely must. And this is why, like, I, I was doing a manifestation call earlier today with people and I had done a post in advance saying, what are your challenges? What are you experiencing? And I was looking at all the comments and I was thinking, all I'm reading here are paradigms. These are their beliefs. This is what's blocking them. And if they listen 
You know, they really listen to what I'm saying is you can manifest anything and it's not that complicated. And yet they come back and ask the same questions over and over again. So what happens is people take things in through their own filters. Now, what's a filter? It's a belief system. So you're going to receive it based on what you already believe. And that's why sometimes it's hard to get through. But I find that if the desire is there, like if someone really wants it, sounds like Emma really wants it, then there's an opening, right? There's an opening for, you know, for that, you know, consciousness to be expanded. And that's all it is. It's just an expansion of consciousness. And so my feeling with regard to Emma and the dream home, she's ready. She's really ready. The universe has just proven something very, very interesting there. That when the student is ready, uh, the teacher will be here. And here you are, Peggy. And, and Emma is like, yes, I'm in, you know, and she's ready. She's, she's ready to open her mind even more uh, to, to, po- to universal possibilities. You know, I know she is. She's been pro- that's been proven by me consistently just turning up and saying I'm going to write this book and then bang here's life remixed right and then the more you put out the more you decide the more you go for it the more you create and as you said you know a lot of people can be stuck with the sort of uh, anxiety doubts fears and worries and all that kind of you know belief systems as you said you know they can hold on to all these things they hold on to them really tight um, you know and they don't produce the confidence enough to go for it and I think it's so (laughs) hang on she's got a message she's got a message for you Okay. Hey, all right. <laughs> uh, uh, my good friend Matt as well says, I'm loving tonight, Mark. Peggy is a real inspiration. Looking forward to learning Aww. more. Oh, sweetheart. Thanks, Matt. That's an absolute diamond. He's an absolute diamond. I mean, you've got so many programs. Uh, you know, the the <laughs> best, obviously, I want you to give all of your details to everyone who's, who's uh, listening. One of the things I picked up on earlier when I was looking around was um, uh, earning money while you sleep and getting yourself right. to a point where – where literally, I mean, we, we, we've done it with uh, with properties. So we've got rental properties that right. pay us in and that kind of stuff. That's one way we've done it. Um, we've got numerous other ways, including this book, including our own programs and everything else that we're developing at the moment around that. But um, earning money while you sleep is a beauty. Why don't you give us a bit more uh, background? Yeah, you know, it really is a prosperity consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, uh, again, answering questions earlier today about that. And you've got to understand we live in an abundant universe. There's abundance everywhere. And when I th- think about, you know, I must have developed that at a young age because I just fell in love with earning money at a very, very young age. And and I also believe money is meant to circulate, <laughs> which, no, which I circulate a lot of it. <laughs> And I love it. But there, you know, there's so much, there's so much uh, opportunity for everyone out there. I I remember a number of years ago, I was doing a a program for two and a half years. I did this program with Bob Proctor called Making a Million Look Small. Mm. And part of the the presentation that I did was based on people that were earning money while I slept. Because I've been teaching also internet marketing for many years. And that's what I teach my authors in the Complete Author Program, too. And so I remember doing this presentation and it was based on kids, like kids and teenagers that had earned millions of dollars. And the the idea behind it was to show how you can just take one idea and what we all have in common is imagination. Just Mm -hmm. some people use it a little bit more. But if you look at anything that's in this world, you know, from the chair I'm sitting on from the home, it was somebody's imagination. Right. And so you first have to decide that you want to be earning money while you sleep. Well, we earn money by 
giving something of value in the world. And you can set yourself up like I have sales coming in every day for Savvy's Proven Success Principles. The version that we release now has in the back, and I suggest my authors do this as well, you know, has promotional pages for Savvy's Proven Success Principles. So out of the thousands and thousands of books that are now out there, people are just coming to my site and they're buying it. I have my program called Power Life Script, which I talk about all the time because it's a process that I established back in the 90s that's had the biggest impact on my results. So I'm talking about people like Power Life Script, what's that? And they go to Power Life Script, they buy it. And it doesn't involve me. It's, It's something that a client can get access to and they can dive right in right away because it's already recorded and it's available for them immediately. And anyone can do this. If you can fog a mirror, you can set yourself up online. And there's so many different ways. It's just like, I get excited every day waking up and thinking about, wow, what are we going to create today? Because there's an unlimited supply and think about the internet. When I first, when I first worked for the company in Ottawa here, that was the very, very first dedicated internet service provider. There was very few people online. I was grabbing up domain names like crazy at that time. And I had my website up in 1995. People couldn't even spell WWW back then. And I was registering domain names. But the point is that the World Wide Web, which, you know, you're in the UK, I'm here in Canada, we're We're in different parts of the world, but we can connect. There's no borders. We've got people on the line right now from all over the world. There's no borders. And it doesn't shut down at five o'clock at night. (laughs) As you know, it's already evening for you. It's afternoon for me. And that's another blessing of this World Wide Web. But the other blessing is where are people shopping, especially in the last year? Like we're buying everything. We buy our groceries online, get them delivered to the door right? You can buy anything online today. And that market, uh, the internet market is now a trillion dollar industry. And one of the top, the top things that sold online is information. So what's a book information? I mean, I get, (laughs) I uh, set up my um, Amazon account the other day to go automatically deposit into my bank account. And I've been getting so many emails in the last two days, deposit, deposit, Japan, Australia, like boom, boom, boom. I'd sit here with a big smile on my face because all that money just goes bang, 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 bang into my bank account. Because you've added added so much value to people's lives. You've added so much value to people's lives. You've given a service, you've put a book out there, you put 19 books out there. Uh, you know, and you've added this value to people's lives that just the money will then just come back to you because of what the service you're providing. And you provide, provide so many services. I mean, the, 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 main right. website for, the main website for people to find the most of the information about you would be? PeggyMcCall.com. PeggyMcCall.com. And it's all from there, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's incredible what you do. And, and I, I'm always fascinated. We've got so many people watching from all over the globe. I'm always fascinated with, you know, how successful people, really successful people become really successful. Yeah. Someone asked me that question the other day on an interview and I said mindset. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, like someone asked me the question the other day, what would the version of Peggy McCall now today at 62 years young, tell the younger version of Peggy McCall um, now that I know what I know. And I would tell her to discipline herself more. Like I see that as being a big problem and I'll use the word lovingly problem. (laughs) I rarely use that word, but I see it with a lot of people. They're not disciplined. They know this stuff. They read it. They get on the events. They watch. They're, they're great learners, 
but they're not implementing. And I'm talking about serious implementation. I'm talking about daily implementation. This isn't a one-time part-time thing you do. It's something you got to be living, living every single day. I have this little uh, sticker here on my desk that I created for my skipping levels clients. And it says, I choose to live from my new home. And it says, my success is absolutely guaranteed. And the idea behind that is you got to step into that extraordinary life that you desire to live as if it's here now. So as you're walking down the hallway in your home, you got to be feeling it now. As you're doing your dishes at your sink, you got to be feeling it now. As you're driving down the road, you got to be feeling it now. You know, you go to bed at night asking yourself, wow, now that I'm living this dream life, how am I feeling? And you go to sleep. It's just, it should be all consuming so that you get it in as part of your DNA. And I'll be honest, that's how I plotted my recovery from my dark times. Of course. Because I've just believed it. I've chosen to believe first and then plan and then do and then achieve. And as long as I'm doing it in that order, and I am very, you know, <clears throat> my diary is hour by hour, you know, and it's, it can be back to back to back sometimes with clients and, and you know, uh, coaching clients and, and construction clients and all the different people I work with throughout the day and throughout the week and throughout the year. And it's, I, I'm very disciplined with that now. You know, my time is very, very important. And, and uh, you know, it's fascinating what you're saying. And I love listening to how you how you deliver this information. And I, honestly, I'm really looking forward to seeing Emma's face when I see her in a few minutes. It's <laughs> perfect timing for us. This, yeah. book is, this book is coming out, you know, and Life Remixed is coming out next week. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, 5% done, as you say, 5% done. And that's the important thing because we've been working, we've worked really hard on this, right? We've put so much into it. 5% done. You know, the rest is like, right, here we go. And the result of it will be this beautiful manifestation of this dream home and, and everything else that we're doing right. for ourselves. So it's beautiful for everybody. And, and for Life Remix, you got to see it be the success you desire to be. And regardless of, like, don't look at the rankings. Like, just don't don't allow that to influence you. It has no power over you. You just see what you want to see. You just know that it's already where you want to go. The other thing is that I see a lot with authors is they think that I just finished my book and put it up on Amazon. The buyer's going to come. Uh-uh-uh. Not the way it works. There's millions of books out there already available for sale unless you're promoting Nothing's happening. And I also suggest keep promoting. Don't just do it once. Like I'm constantly promoting. I've done, I don't know how many interviews this week for Savvy Wisdom. I got a bunch lined up for next week and there's no end in sight. You know, this is just a. But you enjoy it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's like you've given birth to this beautiful, wonderful book. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, obviously we've got, uh, I've got a, a, a copy of Life Remix sitting here. It's, uh, it's, it's waiting to be printed and, and out to everybody, but, um, your wonderful sister, your wonderful sister, um, uh, for some reason, as I said, I'm, this will become clear next week. Uh, I bought Ogmendino's book, uh, the greatest salesman in the world. Uh, but on the front, I don't know if you can see that there, it says, uh, over 14 million copies sold. And, uh, your wonderful, your wonderful sister. It's gonna it's gonna mock me up a life remix cover with the same the same kind of love vibe. that love that love that I did the same thing Mark I I got these stickers here there's a roll of stickers gold embossed that were just made at a local printing company that's the New York Times turn them up the other way now that was upside down yeah that's it yeah yeah beautiful look at that so so when i like your destiny switch when when i first received the the cover i didn't i didn't have the book yet but i had the cover i put that sticker on there i had it framed on my desk 
And I also wrote out, I am so happy and grateful to be a New York Times bestselling author. And when this book is published by Hay House, so when it was released, it became a New York Times bestseller. I've got, I've got, I've got these. So see, some some people, and I learned this from Bob. Uh, some people uh, have a real sort of negative connotation around money. It can really hold them back. Um, but as you know, Bob Bob actually said, money makes you more of what you already are. And so, if you're a great, if you're a great person, you get a lot of money. You can be an incredible person. Also, the opposite could be true as well, right? But uh, the, point is that, the point is that, is that um, I surround my house. I've got these. I've got these from Amazon, uh, and I surround these million pounds. Oh, that's great! I put them everywhere around my house, and uh, we have them everywhere because they just create a consciousness that you know, money is is not good or bad. It just is. Well, wait. Uh, they don't create the consciousness. You create the consciousness. Yes. yes. But we're looking at them and going, yeah, it's, you know, it's the, the mission is to help a million people. The mission is to help a million people with Life Remix all over the globe that people read the book. And I know you've had these kind of like manifestation things yourself as well. And once you get into that and you get into that vibration and you feel good about it, I won't be looking at the rankings. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm feeling to myself how, you know, how, what we're going to do? What's the next thing? How can we market it better? What can we do? How, who can we reach? You know, who's going to, what kind of people are going to endorse it? You know, that, <laughs> you know? and uh, we've had some wonderful endorsements, especially yours as well, Peggy. It's been really, really beautiful for us as well. So we, we are, we really appreciate your time. I'm also conscious of the fact that we've been chatting for an hour. And the thing about it is your time is very expensive. And I know that because you're brilliant at what you do. And that's why it's, that's why it's important. Um, is there anything else that you want to cover that we haven't covered that you'd like to, you'd like to share with people before, before we let you go? Uh, you know, to get in the study, stay in the study. You know, I've, I've been studying since January 1979. I'm constantly expanding my awareness. I've been reading today, studying today, following through with my disciplines. And I find that the more you study, the uh, the more you understand, the more you can apply and the better the results. It's just like a wonderful experience. And also, I want to recommend to everybody, make sure that they get a copy of Life Remixed. <laughs> Thank you very much. So just before you go then, what's next? Obviously, we've covered a few things. You know, Savvy Wisdom is obviously you're right in the thick of it right now. You know, the book's still out there. You're passionate about it. You're driving it forward. You know, it's released, but it's out there and you're putting it into other countries and you're doing this screenplay and everything else. Have you thought beyond that or are you just like fully committed into that at this stage? I'm both, both. I'm fully committed to Savvy Wisdom right now, but I have thought, I've already thought of a, a sequel and I started to make some notes on that because Savvy has a lot more wisdom to share and Sophie has a lot more living to do. And so I thought of other ideas, you know, from my own life experience and, and Savvy's wisdom that I could write about. Um, but right now it's focus on this, you know, bringing it out in a greater and grander way. And then we'll uh, get the movie done. Your your energy is, is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I've got nothing but absolute love and respect for you and what you do daily minute by minute hour by hour you know you inspire people everywhere peggy um i'm massively grateful for you joining us tonight um Loved it. please please keep the the great well, i know you'll keep the great work going and i i can't wait to read the the following the follow-ups uh to savvy wisdom and uh and your offer to emma was just a really beautiful moment and uh I'm uh, fascinated to see her step into that, uh, you know, manifest your dream home program. That's going to be beautiful. Uh, I just need her email address. If you can send it to me and I'll get her hooked up as my son would say. 
That is so cool right then. I loved it. I, loved it. Uh, listen, um, I know it's cold over there, but uh, the, the spring is coming. And uh, yes. once again, it's been amazing to have you here. I'd love to have you back again when we've got more stuff. I love that. About, more stories to do. And, and uh, you know, there's so many people that are, are loving uh, are loving your your journey uh, and, uh, and and have so many questions. I mean, please do look at the, the feeds and everything because there's so much interaction. But apart from that, I'm going to say uh, that was straight talking with uh, Peggy McColl. Thank you so much, Peggy. Absolutely Thank wonderful you. having you here. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you again very, very soon. Me too. I appreciate you. Thank you, Peggy. Life Remixed. With Mark Hi, it's Mark Wilkinson here, author of Life Remixed. Are you currently feeling stuck in your life with nowhere to go? Then it's definitely time to remix your life. The book is out now on Amazon across the world. It's been endorsed by Bob Proctor and Marcy Shimer from The Secret, as well as some wonderful, wonderful people. You can also log on to markwilkinsonofficial.com, sign up, stay updated. We can help you take control of your life. Big, big love. Listen, baby, I don't mind what you do in your own time, as long as it feels all right. It's all Life Remixed.